the Sober Experiment podcast by Be Sober. I'm Lisa. And I'm Alex. If you're new to our podcast, Lisa and I have been best friends since high school. And after many years of getting drunk together, we decided to experiment with being sober together. You can find out more about our story by going right back to the start of season one. We started Be Sober with a vision to connect people living a sober lifestyle, to help them feel less alone and show them that you can still have fun without alcohol. Be Sober is now the only sober community that has absolutely everything that you need in one place. And we believe from the bottom of our hearts that everyone who doesn't want to drink alcohol deserves to feel normal. Hello, Lisa. Hello, everyone. (laughs) Hello, Alex. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? I'm all right. I've got an achy neck. (laughs) Why have you got an achy neck? Well, I don't know. I've got several theories, but I'm just going to go with the one. I think it's just lifting, you know, because I'm in the gym every day. Yeah. Um, For those that don't know, it's not because I'm like proper buff. I'm working one. But because I'm pretty buff. (laughs) Yeah, I am. (laughs) Sherman. Oh, I need to tell you something funny about that, actually. Um, But um, yeah, because I lift every day, I think it's just lifting the bar on and off and passing people weights and just general yeah. wear and tear of my 45-year-old body. <laughs> yeah, it's hard work, isn't it? I see it with like the PTs at the gym that I go to. They're always coming in like with sore fingers and twisted shoulders. I've and have got cuts and stuff, you know. Yeah, and bruises crazy, in random yeah. places, yeah. Do you know what um, I had done though? This is what I wanted to tell you about. I don't know if you've ever had it. I had cupping done. Oh yeah, I have had it. It's so nice. Have you got marks? Yeah. So the one I had done was for the muscle fascia. So I had a deep tissue massage, sports massage. Oh, I couldn't move my neck last week. Like I would look like an owl, you know, my whole body moving. Oh, it's <laughs> awful. It's, it's I, really hurts as well. I genuinely couldn't move it. So I had the sports massage done all inside my shoulder blades. And then she said, oh, I think you'd benefit from some cupping. I thought, oh, Right, it's not. This is more Lisa's thing. I was laid there thinking this is definitely not a me thing. But she went, the one I do because there's different types. In there's like something to do with blood and something to do with muscle. Like wet cupping, dry cupping, fire cupping, ball cupping. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you always have to lower the tone? <laughs> she even used her hands to do that that's disgusting <laughs> anyway right that's all I could think of when she said it because I'm not really the cupping type so anyway she, oh uh, well she did it and like she said oh it'll leave marks but three weeks I look like I've got massive spots all over me like I've got leprosy or something no you don't like it's fashionable these days like not when it's like, on your neck it isn't people like, look like you've been in made cupping fashionable yeah but it's all up my neck so I, d- I genuinely do look like I've been engaging in another type of cupping <laughs> let me have a look turn around I think it might have gone to be honest with you oh here we go see look at that there's not even a bloody match she's so exaggerated uh, there is this one is on my back call you out on stuff and say come on show me there is one on my lower back but it was all up my neck last week it was all, all down one side and in my shoulder blade but there's just one now I think at the root because Sam said to me last night that it's gone right down so I'm presuming I've just got one now oh yeah it's meant to be really good for you but you well I, well if you I'll can move you what, your neck again that's yes that, yeah. I could move my neck the next day now obviously I don't know whether that's the cupping or whether it's the um, massage or a combination of the two I imagine but I could move my neck proper normal again that's so good yeah. anyway the other thing I wanted to tell you about which made me laugh which I said Sherman this morning didn't I Sherman just a minute ago oh so, yeah 
my family have got this nickname for me because I exercise. They call me Sherman, all of them. My husband started it, thinks he's funny. Um, because it's after the World War tank, World War II tank. So uh, like right. a little tank, right? So they call me Sherman. The kids call at me and everything, even in public. Um, and I'm like, stop calling me Sherman. People think I'm off that American pie, you know him that wets his pie. Yeah, yeah, that's the first <laughs> person that I thought. <laughs> and um, anyway, um, this morning at BeFit, one of our members was talking about the new gladiators. So, you know, it's coming back to TV. Not gladiator like as in um, the film gladiator, as oh, in the yeah, show. Oh, yeah, the TV programme where they, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where they beat each other with giant earbuds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And run up a travel later. Are you going to on it? Are you going to apply? No, I'm a bollocks. But anyway, oh. she said she said um, that her and her friend were coming up with their gladiator names, like what names you would have. I mean, there were some funny ones in the B-Fit this morning. But I said, I'm I'm going to have Shermanator. <laughs> yeah, that's quite good, a Shermanator. What would you have? Oh, you know what? It's, it's probably about time to talk to me about that because I went to do a workout this morning and got 10 minutes in and thought, fuck that. Why don't you I, just be called fuck that? <laughs> no, no, because normally I'm I'm really up for it. But this week I've really struggled to motivate myself in the mornings this week. Really, really struggled. So um, I might have to, I'll have to think about that. I'm not good at thinking of things like that under pressure. You know, like when people say, what animal would you be? Yeah. Like, oh, I, I cannot think in that moment under pressure. I hate it. Well, there were a few funny ones that came up this morning. Um, like what? Like one of our members has had some semi-permanent makeup put on. Or permanent oh, makeup. yeah, yeah. Um, and she said she'd call herself lip liner. <laughs> <laughs> and then another person said about their hair is getting thinner, so they're going to be called Spartacus. <laughs> oh, that's quite good. That's yeah, good they, were, they were quite funny. Um and then twerker was another one because she used to twerk when she was uh, when she was drinking. Oh god! So they were quite funny. We had a bit of a laugh over it. But I said I'd put a post in the members group today, which I'm going to do, and ask people to come up with their gladiator name. Yeah, that would be a good one. We'll have a little chat about. Maybe that. I'll have time to think about it then. Yeah, you will. I'm a bit. I am a bit crap with stuff like that. I don't like it. I knew you wouldn't. As soon as I was asking it, I thought she's going to hate that. Yeah, like, why? Give me that far. Honestly, that is how I feel about it. I feel <laughs> such a scrooge. Like, honestly, all I'm thinking is, like, why Why would I want to do that? Like, who cares? I could, I knew it as well. As soon as I was saying it, I thought, this is not a Lisa conversation. She's actually thinking, why would you do that? What yeah. Why are you not a gladiator? <laughs> yeah, like, I just don't get it. Like, <laughs> Like, I don't even think it's one tiny bit funny. No, I know. Like, I actually fully, like, every single one of them names, not even us. Yeah, but the other thing is, I know full well that you just won't comment on it. Like, you just pretended for a minute. You tried. You, I'll give you your due. You really tried to make a semi-effort there to hide the fact. And then you thought, no, I wouldn't do that. No, I wouldn't. I'd be like, I'm not bothered. <laughs> well you can be called fuck that then <laughs> yeah, yeah but that's what I'll be fuck that I might even, I'm, that's what I'll comment fuck that <laughs> I might get chucked out of our group or oh, you might get banned from Facebook please. for being threatening yeah maybe I won't say that 
But but everyone who's listened, you'll know what I wanted to be called. On yeah, that. you will. You will. <laughs> um, right, come on. Who have we got? We've got a guest today, haven't we? We have got a guest today. We've got um, we've got Sam Marie. So Sam, I first met, and you've not met them yet, but we've spoke about them, Lord Sam and Miranda that run Breath Connection. Um, but when I first met him, he spoke a little bit about his story, and um, that moment I was dying to get him on the podcast. So. Basically, Sam is a former Royal Marine Commando. He battled with the Black Dog of Depression and ended up finding his love of breathwork through the Wim Hof Wim Hof Wim Hof, Wim Hof method uh, back in 2020. He met Miranda Bailey. So Miranda's a nutritional therapist and breathwork practitioner. And the two of them together created the Breath Connection, a realisation of their shared love of the breath and its transformational properties. Sam and Miranda now offer these live sessions, online courses and residential reset retreats to help others unlock the power of the breath. Um, so that's Sam. Let's meet him. Hello, hello. Where's my camera? I can't. Hi, Sam. You Hi, right? Sam. Oh, We're actually, yeah. already in the live recording, but we'll wait for you. There you go. Oh, you came and you went. <laughs> there you go. How are you doing? Oh, I love this background, Sam. Yeah, absolutely. It's very Honestly, your calm. I need today. Okay. Okay. She right. really does. Yeah, she needs. She needs some uh, anxiety relief. <laughs> you need to get in that cold water there, don't you? That I do. Boom. I've just ordered some um ice tubs actually. Nice, nice. Yeah, for the garden, for the garden. But that's yeah. another story. Yeah, yeah. I have, oh, we're cool. doing it all up. I've, we're having it all redecked. I've knocked the bar down. Yeah. So five years sober. I used to have a bar in my garden, and this week we have knocked the bar down and it's been replaced with um ice baths. Ah, <laughs> look at that. I know, I know. So Alex hasn't met you, Sam, and I've Sam been dying to, to get Yeah. Hi, Alex. Hi, it's lovely to meet you. I keep threatening to come on one of the retreats or one of the... You know, you're only down the road from me as well, because I'm over in Bramall. Oh, there you go. You're in the... No posture. excuse, have I? No, you haven't got any excuse. Come on, come down. And, and my son does jujitsu at Goit's Mill, so it's literally... <laughs> I need to come. You do. Everything's pointing you this way. Come, come, yeah, yeah. And join us. come and join us, of course. Lisa's told me absolutely loads about the first time she came to um, her session with you, which I'm very jealous about, by the way, because she's, she's described on a previous podcast some of the experiences of, of what happened in that session. And I am... I'm desperate to do it, actually. I am got, and I, I always say this. I always say, I'm definitely going to do it, but I am definitely going to do this. Everyone that's listening will be like, she's not going to do that. <laughs> I am. I'm a, do you know what? It, do you know what it is for me? I'm a little bit nervous about it. Okay. Yeah. What are you nervous about? So my first ever proper cold water experience was quite... Um, it wasn't as calm as I'd like it. So I, I did all the breathing correct. I got in and out correctly. All of the actual doing it was wonderful. But afterwards, my face felt like it. I don't know whether it really did or whether I just say it did, but it felt like it had fallen a little bit. Okay. So I got really nervous about ever going back and I've kind of avoided it since. Right. Okay. Well, um, yeah, you need to uh, not get see what that is. I don't know what that is medically, but... Uh, I always say that if someone's 
there is a, certain, a few things with cold water. You've got to be really mindful about it. But I would certainly um, see the doctor if, if something stayed. But normally everything writes, you know. So yeah, just if it writes, you'll be you'll be good. You'll be good. It did write. Um, actually, there were a lot more benefits than you know negatives. Like the the high afterwards. Lisa and I, even though we knew my face had fallen, we were both just <laughs> laughing, uncontrollably yeah. laughing. It did come round, and I think um, it was probably just the nerve got a bit cold to be honest with you well right. you you can do it you'll do it come with us and we'll show you we'll do some breath work then we'll get you in i'd like to do the breath work definitely alex i'm gonna to have to stop you because the breath work is not actually the first thing that i wanted to speak about because right, go we, for it. we have on on the previous like podcast we've spoke quite a bit about and your sessions actually and i really really do want to go into it afterwards but First of all, what I want to talk about, Sam, is you and how you got there. Because what kind of really attracted me to like you and Miranda was your story at the beginning of this session and finding out that you was another sober legend. So um, can you tell us, are you all right to tell us a little bit about that? Like, How long have you been sober now and how and what brought you to it? Well, I mean, I, I mean that'd be a lighter so I was sober, but I um I was, you know, I'm I'm an alcoholic. There's no there's no doubt about that. And I um I've been on a uh, for decades I've been on a healing journey, not knowing, you know, not knowing that I where the pain was coming from, but um and, and not addressing it. So my address my way of addressing it was was alcohol and drugs uh, massively for decades and decades. So being it was childhood really that I never stuff that I'd never addressed in childhood. I just pushed crushed away. And then I joined the Royal Marines and then I stayed in that world of pretty much full on life threatening situations. So lots of trauma, but almost punishing myself. And then my way of dealing with it was, was alcohol and drugs massively, you know, for decades and decades. And that was a, so my dad was an alcoholic. He died from alcohol. My granddad was an alcoholic, um, both ex forces, a lot of stress going on, um, both beautiful men, but obviously the, the drink. So that I could see, I went that same way. My dad was 54 when he passed away and I'm 52 and I, there's no way, wow. I, you know, and I'm, I'm absolutely on a different path now, but to say, you know, to say I'm sober would be a lie. What I, what I do now is every day I say it doesn't serve me, you know, especially with the work we do. So I keep myself in that way. I went to Narcotics Anonymous and I spent time there and, and to me personally, I know it works for people, but what I found there was that I was around people who were talking about it, going, I can't do it ever again. You're never going to do it ever again. And that would put pressure on me to the point yeah. where I started to drink again and all, and was thinking about drugs. I was like, this is only 18 months ago. I was like, whoa, I, I've got to do it again. Because the thought was, you're never, ever doing that again. And it had been such a part of my life for 35, 40 years, really. I started drinking when I was about 11, probably. Yeah. So a long time. Um, and the thought that that was over, I, it was like I went into grieving, I grieved, and I was fighting against everyone and it became so hard. So now what I do is I just say, you know what, it doesn't serve me and I'm not going to drink. And then uh, now and again, if I'm with family or friends, I might, you know, I might have the odd drink. Definitely don't do drugs. You know, that's that's not on the radar anymore because I've fulfilled everything, all the sadness I've addressed it, and I think that's the root of it. There's every need, my drive to replace all the sadness from everything was 
was from my childhood and from all the stuff I witnessed. And now I've replaced all that. I don't, I don't need any of that, you know, and I, yeah. I replace it with, we're talking about dopamine. So dopamine, cocaine was my big thing and, and alcohol, alcohol will lead to the other. They were both mm. interconnected. Absolutely interconnected. So I found. As they say down the pub, they just go hand in hand. Yeah, <laughs> do. Do, absolutely. And, and I, oh, massively. And I decided, I, I realized that one would, would lead to the other, but now I've cold water speaking about and breath work, you release more dopamine than you get from all those things. Yeah. So I, I, what I find is, so every morning I, st- I do my self care. So I'm breath work, cold water meditation. And, and I find that the drive for anything else, I've, my life's filled and I've connected and the drive for all that is um is replaced so self-care is is key to to my whole being and and replacing the dopamine that i like because i'm in it i love adrenaline like <laughs> as you've seen like jumping off things and i still love being that kid i've still got an ego we all have and and it needs it needs a little pat on the head and so i still go out but i replace that instead of going out on three four five day benders i i i, I my healing is by helping others and spreading what i do um but yeah so that's so i'm, I'm not gonna lie and say i'm completely sober but uh, that's where my journey is that's where i am on on with everything that's my relationship with it all so is it kind of fair to say it keeps you away from the addictive patterns more than that you're sober then yeah, it does. It absolutely keeps me away because I think my my turning point was um, I always thought my trauma was from stuff I'd seen in the Marines and from death that I'd witnessed and all sorts of stuff that I'd witnessed afterwards and through family and all sorts of things. But it wasn't. It was it was childhood stuff from my dad. You know, he was a beautiful man, but he he was when he was drunk, he was horrendous. You know, turn yeah. and I never addressed that. And I, you know, this little boy that was in that just saw the good of his dad and then when i when i and he was hurting and he was we know you know we all witnessed it and we all do it i've done it i've been nasty and shouted and got angry so i understood it but i, I never addressed that and i think that was the thing that the catalyst to all my stuff that was yeah. needed to be addressed and now i've addressed that i f- just feel so much lighter i feel like lighter can I ask you, Sam, when you say you've addressed it, what, what, how did you do that? Was that through therapy? No, um, through breath work. Um, okay. Well, talking to Miranda, you know, Miranda sort of said, look, you need something deeper and it's all connected. And then and talking to Miranda about it, she, we sort of got to the root of, ah, fucking hell, excuse me, sorry, I just swore. No, it's all right. Uh, it's fine. fine. We always do it. We love it. We love I've just thrown an F-bonnet bombing. Oh, really? <laughs> And then I followed it up with another F bomb to make it all right. We're good. <laughs> well, I just realized, I just, you know, it was like an epiphany. And I went, oh my God, I was really unhappy. You know, I had a really bad, when I was a young, young boy, it was all happy. And then it all turned to rat shit when my dad started to really turn to drink. And yeah. I was really sad. And, and I never really got to the bottom of that. I just crushed it away. And all, all I would ever talk about to people was how amazing it was. And actually, it wasn't. It was horrendous. Mm, it yeah. was horrendous. And then school was horrendous With on top of that. So there was a lot going on. And then I, once I'd unleashed that, I then sort of started the healing journey of doing breath work, but deep breath work. The first one I did was a Miranda, a conscious connected breath work session. 
And absolutely, just I could feel, I could see stuff and I was breaking down walls that had been, and it was that little boy, I'd got him and I was like, here you go. And I was giving him a hug and saying, little Sam, you're all right. I've got you. You're amazing. And you're going to do this. And uh, it's all right to feel sad and cry. You know, I cry a lot. I don't. All this ego stuff where men don't cry is just that's why men have heart attacks. That's why men die yeah. because they're too busy holding it all in. I'm the tough, but actually, I, I'm I, I address you know I'm absolutely as you see I I cry at our retreats. I, I find them yeah. so joyful, but um, so it's a release. So it's breath work that pretty much I wrote, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't seek help, professional help. You should, but my healing was I did try that. I tried talking therapies. I tried. Um, I tried all sorts. I tried pharmaceuticals. Uh, they just made me worse. Talking therapies scratched the wounds and made them worse because I was just reliving them. And actually, I just rewrote this this story. And uh, I addressed that little boy and said, "You're all right, mate. You've got it." So, where did you get into it, Sam? In the first place, breath work. Um, I was on a. Uh, I'd. Just after my second attempt to take my own life, I uh, came out the other side and stepped in. Instead, of, I was going back to my old ways again. I, I did. They pumped me full of pharmaceutical drugs, and that that was making me worse. And then um, in this, in one year, I lost four friends, all former Royal Marines, all my age, with um, kids commit suicide in a year, and it was like. Oh God. And then that was driving me to try and change. And then I lost my brother. He drowned. And, uh, and, and, and it just hit me that I've got young kids. I've got beautiful kids that I love and I need to be here. Although I need to address it. So I went on a, 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 com- a, a charity called Rock to Recovery, uh, that we work with now, which is beautiful. That's um, amazing. They're run by Jason Fox, who does SSU wears Din- wins. That's his thing. Um, they stepped in and said, right, you, we're going to sort you out. And we did a few things. And one of the things was um, I ended up on an NLP course through an online group called OpSpartan, NLP and hypnotherapy. And I was doing that. And some guy was in the corner of the room doing breath work. And I was like, what's that weirdo doing? I was looking at him thinking, weirdo, I don't like that because it's again out of my comfort zone. This is how Alex looks at people <laughs> that do it. This is I what she's going to say. Like now, Sam. I was just going to say, I'm like that and I feel weird. And that's probably another thing that holds me back because I feel weird joining in. But as soon as I do it, I let go and I'm fine. You've got to, you've got to, you, you see that feeling weird. I, I, that is all, that's all our egos talking, isn't it? And it's all that. You've got to just address, just do it because getting out of your comfort zone is where the the comfort, where the where the happiness lies. When you push, yeah, yeah. Because I, if you'd have told me I'd be wearing beads talking about meditation five six years ago, I'd have I'd have chucked you out of a pub window and I. I <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm here so this guy was doing breath work and he was an ex-Royal Marine so that's the reason I sort of said okay I'll do it so I did it with him and I, and from that day on I've been doing it every day and then um, I'm more or less every day that's a lie probably about uh, at least five times I need it five times a week yeah, yeah. Um, seven times if I can um, and then I met Miranda and we set up the breath connection and Miranda's taught me so much along the way in everything, meditation, and and you've you've experienced the stuff we do. Yeah, that's all been driven by our experience of supporting the 
emergency services and veterans because they come to us with pretty crap. We've all got, I mean, not everyone's got trauma, but these guys come with full on in the surface, you know, shot, stabbed, blown up, limbs missing. And, and so it's there. So we realized that I realized I can't mess around with breath work. I, I wasn't trained then. I am now. But so me and Miranda set the breath connection yeah. up. We've got this. That's where I'm sitting here now, talking to you guys. We'll get back to our chat shortly. But first, let's tell you about some of the things that we offer at Be Sober. We don't want to bombard you with everything we do because there's absolutely loads. This week, we're going to tell you about Be Wild 2024. We know it seems like ages away, but already the tickets for Be Wild 2024 are flying out. So if you want to experience an action-packed alcohol-free weekend with the Be Sober team, meet up with like-minded individuals and express your inner creativity, our next Be Wild event tickets are now on sale. The first one, our Southern event, will be held on the 17th to the 19th of May at Team Dynamics in Tunbridge Wells. And the Northern one will be held 13th to the 15th of September 2024 and will take place in Bowley Campsite and Activity Centre, which is in Blackburn. It's right at the heart of East Lancashire. Every weekend we'll kick off early Friday evening, finish at lunchtime on Sunday and you can get your tickets by visiting the Be Sober website and clicking on What's On. So what do like the armed forces, so you're working with like the armed forces, the police or the like blue light, like... What do they think of breath work? Like when you're a weirdo, I'm not doing that. Oh God. I suppose it helps that you used to do it, doesn't it? But like what what do they think? Well, they do think that. Not all of them, that's unfair, but a lot of them do because they come from the place that I came from of a, of a uh, and I'm talking men and women, uh, those roles, you've got to be, uh, you've got to be tough. You've got to put on a face. So if you're in the police, you, you might be firearms. You've got to uh, confront people. If you're in the military, you've got to take lives or, or yeah. say, so you've got to have a strong character. So it, um, they, and it initially a lot of them come with mistrust or with, they certainly wouldn't go down. The, if I'd have been, if I'd have just come here, Sam Murray, who was a hippie who did wore beads and talked about Buddhism, they, they, we wouldn't have got where we are. But because I'm honest and I say, look, I'm an ex Royal Marine. I've been there. I've done that. I've done it all. And I taught, I'm open about drink and drugs with them all as well. And I say, and if, if, I, if I can do it, you guys can do it put down your barriers and they do. And they, they well, now we have chief inspectors and chief superintendents saying they've seen the third eye. Oh, you know? I love it. That's giving me goose pimples. Yeah, we do. We get it. And, and they, and they're more open now and they say it affects the way the police, you know, they become more open, more kinder, not that they aren't because, you know, I've been on, I've had a rocky road with, with all sorts of life and my addiction. So I've, I've buffed up against the police. Now I work with them the ones that we see are some of the best of humanity and they're in there for the right reason. So given it tools, and again, there's bad eggs everywhere. Of course there is. You can't, but, but the majority, they they give them these tools and it gives them resilience. Um, so the answer is I'm waffling on, but the answer That's is good. Um, they do like, uh, they do go, wow, this is weird. But because I sort of put them at ease and say, look, put that aside and let's do it. They do it. And then they, once you know yourself, Lisa, once you've done one big breath work session, you don't have to say anything because there's no words. You just go, right. Okay. I get it. 
is oh. that's it I think it's doing it and, yeah. and getting it because when Lisa tried to explain it to me she was like you were saying stuff like that you just have to do it and you'll see you just have to do it and you'll yeah. see like can I can I ask you a question and you may or may not know the answer there's no expectation um I've heard and read a lot about psychedelics now I've also heard that breath work does this without any drugs or psychedelics is do you know how true that is and to what extent that's true well, uh, there's not much. There's not much science on this side of it. But what I can say, is that what we believe is, so DMT um, is something we produce in our pineal gland. It's uh, the pineal gland situated here, the sort of top of your brain here, in the center of your brain. It's um, size of a grain of rice. It is there. We know that. We know that it it, it helps. It produces melatonin, so it helps with the sleep patterns, circadian rhythms. It also, um, we believe, produces DMT. Now, when you DMT is is they call it the God molecule because um, uh, it, when you're born, apparently you get flooded with a big dose of it. When you die, you get flooded with another dose of it, and that's why um, I've known people who've died, as in, the, and we brought them back around, and they they talk about the out of body experience. That's what we believe that is. Um, so psychedelics, DMT, the plant-based medicines, ayahuasca, mushrooms, the, 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 uh, and other ones that produce uh, DMT. So you have these out-of-body experiences and you see colors, visions, and, and connect to whatever it is. Um, so when you do breath work, we believe that by breathing deeply and for long enough, you can bypass uh, the, we are, the enzyme that produces DMT. So we have the enzyme that produces it. But we break it down. The enzyme breaks it down, obviously, because if you walked around <laughs> flooded with DMT, you'd be walking. Like, Woohoo! Having a trip. <laughs> yeah, you'd be in a, and you'd be in a stopport. You know, being where I was ended up, you'd be in the uh, the you know the you'd, they'd be going, wow, he thinks he's God. When yeah. fact, we're all God anyway. We know that. Yeah, right? we are. But, um, <laughs> but you would be you'd be you'd be having a massive experience. You couldn't live. So, um, so that's the answer. We believe if you breathe deeply and we, when we do take people a bit deeper, they have these visions and they have these experiences with third eye or with connecting to source energy, whatever consciousness we don't know. But, but yeah, the answer is we believe you can produce enough to have that beautiful out of body connection. I'll call it a connection to consciousness, which is where we, what we are. And this is just. A little thing we're walking around in for a few for a hundred years. <laughs> I know why Lisa likes you. I know it. You just like she's so like things on your same way like that. We've just borrowed this body for a few hundred years. We'll be right. For you hundred, let's go. I don't know, a few hundred. I do. I do believe that that it's just a vehicle. I love it, and I love everything that you're doing. And I've had some really, really positive experiences. In fact, the first time, um, and I suppose I want to talk. About about this a little bit is about how it can release stuff but it can also like bring a lot to the surface too can it and unexpected things as well that maybe so the first time I did breath work with you guys and I've seen people crying I've seen people making noises in breath work and truth is honestly I've seen it on Instagram and I've thought all right it's a bit dramatic right <laughs> I did my first one with you. I could not, I couldn't even eat my biscuit afterwards, the first one. I was crying that 
much like I couldn't believe it. it really shocked me because I'm not a public crier <laughs> like I am in in like happiness but not for things that have happened you know what I mean like past traumas and things like that I'm like yeah let's get on with it it's fine so it really shocked me how, what came up and how much I did cry afterwards I was so nervous about doing another one and I've never had that experience since why is that? Why do people just cry? <laughs> well, for, uh, everyone cries for different reasons, but what we believe, again, um, you're a walking archive, and Miranda talks about this, um, you're a walking archive of everything you've ever experienced. You know, it, you, when you're... So we were talking to uh, a guy who is a psychotherapist, but he works with the biomechanics of breathing, this professor in America, and he was talking about how every experience as a child, whatever that is, traumatic, it's capital T or small t, you catch it in your breath. And from that moment, whether let's just say it's a dog that attacked you when you were a small, small child, you develop that moment, you stop breathing and you start to breathe in a dysfunctional way. So um, that's trapped then in, within your body. And so what, what happens is you've got lots of breathing patterns that are all bad and stuff that's all trapped within your fascia. So when you breathe, when you breathe, you, you can loosen that up and bring it to the surface and get it, let it go. So you've got stuff that's all coming out, you know, that stuff that you need to get out. And sometimes you need to do it daily. And But it's... Yeah. It comes out and some people might know what it is. They might go, oh, they might bring up a past trauma. But most of the time people just go, I don't know why I'm crying, but I what the heck was that? <laughs> and that's what we encourage people to do. We say, get it out. Don't hold it back. You know, and that's what breathwork does. And this is what I'm talking about, how I sort of relive, relived and pushed all my stuff out. I breathed it out without trauma so there's a book called why zebras don't get ulcers um and the reason that they don't get ulcers is like any animal you'll see them dogs do the same so if it's uh, if it's getting chased by a lion a zebra it'll you'll see it have a near miss and they run off now that's to anyone that's going to be traumatic experience but zebras as soon as they get away they shake and what they're doing is discharging cortisol cortisol they're discharging those Interesting. That's hormones. So we do that. We encourage shaking, but that is another way because you, you're releasing all that stress out of your body. So the answer, crying, tears, they come up because we're releasing stuff and, and you're letting go of stuff. And we say that when we're talking, when we're you're breathing, we talk and we frame it with different words because we're giving you permission to bring it up and then let it go. And that's, that's, that's why. <laughs> that's, why we that's why our body naturally shakes then in nervous situations. Like this has happened to me this week. So I had a bit of a trauma on on Sunday night and I well, love how it, you minimize it and say a bit of a trauma no it, it was quite big yeah it was so yeah. my son was in a car crash yeah. uh, it, he's absolutely fine and his friends are fine but it was bad it was really really bad and when I pulled up and saw it if luckily he facetimed me to say look so I knew he was all right but when I pulled if I if he hadn't done and I'd just seen the car I'd have thought there's nobody survived that 
Anyway, yesterday for no reason, well, it obviously is a reason, but like at like about four o'clock yesterday, my, no, it was the day before the, what day are we on Wednesday? On Monday. It was Monday. My yeah. hands just started shaking and I couldn't, so that was Sunday night. I'd been to work on the Monday. I've been fine. And for no reason at all, my hands just started shaking. I ate, I ate a load of sugar. Perhaps that weren't the right answer. <laughs> My, my daughter had left Kit Kats out and I ate about five of them one after the other. That was my response. Instead of drinking or breathing, which I perhaps should have done, I ate a load of Kit Kats. But is that why then we do shake? Yeah, um, again, this isn't my my sort of expertise, but I believe from listening to Miranda talking about tension release, yeah, shaking is is a lot to do with discharging stuff. So I'd, I'd, I'd encourage... To, to go with that and just, just let... kind of go, yeah, I, I wanted to, you know. Yeah, there was a part of me that wanted... And then I thought, am I being silly? Because I wanted to be, like, really exaggerated, even though I was on my own. No, that's natural. That's a brilliant thing, actually. To, to Have you done the trauma release things on the retreat? I'm trying to no, think... You know what? I've I've won a day retreat with you see. guys. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. You have. Um, I'm scared of stuff like that, Sam. Well, like... And we're doing chanting instead, but um, we that is it might be something that you need, maybe I don't know, but I'd suggest that that shaking from that experience is is your body releasing the stress hormone. So, yeah, it's got to be cortisol, so yeah, you must have had stress hormone wrapped up in there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shaking, it's why you shake when you're nervous about anything, like, yeah, the, the amount of cortisol surging around your body. Yeah, and you can discharge it, shaking, and we do that. But we call it's beautiful as well. An Osho meditation we do. You can you can look online at Osho meditations, and there you dance basically. I know you guys would love dance. I love dancing. <laughs> you dance, so you shake. You can shake, and you do this meditation where you shake all the way up through your body, through your hips, through your arms, and you're shaking all the time. So some really good upbeat. I can send you a link to it. Some really good well, upbeat. Could- Right, can you do that like straight away though? Because honestly, I was just thinking right after this podcast, I'm going to look for that. Oh, for God's sake. Right. I'll do it. I'll send it to you. Yeah, I'll send you Thank a you. I would do the trauma release, you see. Now that's where we probably are different. I'm not scared. I know I have been traumatised uh, several times in my life and I'm actually really good at releasing my trauma. So I kind of live, at, when it happens, when, when I have been traumatised, I go through it and I relive the old traumas as well. But I also process it really quickly and then I become, I wouldn't say I'm dissociated, but I'm able to talk about it without re-traumatising myself. So I think I'd really benefit from from trauma release. Yeah, it sounds like it. But that word dissociation is, is a bit of a warning sign because that's something you need to look out for. And also make sure that the person you're doing it with, you, you know, you need to go to an expert really. Yeah, you, Sam. <laughs> not me no I'm not the expert um, but uh, it, it definitely you can do the breath work with us yeah. but um, yeah go to, to someone who's trained in that because it's quite powerful it's very powerful still um, but breath work I think would be is for everyone so yeah Alex, you've got to come and do some breath work. Uh, you know what? I, I, I'm definitely, and I am, and I know that everyone's listening, you, they can hold no, me accountable. No, I am definitely going to book a session. There you go. Brilliant. Do I have to do it with other people? 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty much so, I'm afraid. But we... We're going to do, we do want to organise, I don't know whether Nina, uh, Manchester ambassador, has been in touch actually, but we do want to organise a Be Sober one, the um, breathwork and cold water immersion, if we can do that at some point. And Alex has said she'll come. Because I really want my partner to experience it. I just think he would really like it. And you don't want to give too much away because everybody has such different experiences. I think my partner, my husband would um, benefit from it if I can get him to do it. I really do. I think he'd enjoy it as well. We seem to find that it's probably about, at the mo- it's getting better, but it's, um, funnily enough, the online stuff we do with the police, it's more men um, and veterans, it's a mixture. But when we do public events, it's mainly it's mainly women. Weird, and- isn't it? We're, we're willing to give stuff a go, that's what it is. You are, and you also look at you're willing to do your own self care. Men are just like, oh, I don't need self care, or they do that thing where I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to get. Yeah, uh, that's their way, but it's almost another form of of self abuse, really. Well, it is yeah. because even though you can gain self, I mean, I, I'm a fitness instructor, so you can get a lot of self care and soothing from fitness. But equally, in the short term, that releases a huge amount of adrenaline. So if you've already got some pent up and you've already coiled it's not necessarily the best way of getting rid of it no i think putting um breath work a uh, strong breath work practice in with um x yeah. i'll do that so you could this is how you can this is how i sell it to any man watching it now so um i appeal mainly when i talk to men i appeal to their ego because we are pretty much ego i mean <laughs> uh, big massive egos aren't we all of us i include myself sitting in the beads double beads on um <laughs> But we, um, we we do the breath work because it it ups your VO two max. So you've been a fitness instructor, you'll understand that we're, you you're you're getting oxygen and uh, to to cells you and you're going to pr- pr- up your performance. So if they are going to the gym, they can do three rounds of our breath work and then go to the gym or swimming or cycling, and it will improve their performance. They'll see an improvement in it. So if nothing else, never mind connecting. Don't tell them that they're going to yeah, connect. Yeah and become dead, dead blinking connected apart from anything else they'll start to get better at all those things they do so just the physical impact of it is going to improve fitness levels yeah yeah and then on this on the side note they'll become more resilient because when we do the breath holes your ability to retain carbon dioxide because we always see that we're always told that it's a waste product it's not a waste product it's actually really it's one of the most important things we we produce when we produce it we do so much good for the body but one of the things it's doing is building your resilience so you'll find that you're the way that you react like me coming on this morning because I've done my breath work this morning I'm really calm because yeah. and everything I do throughout the day it's because I've done my breath work if I don't do my breath work I'd find myself my that anxiety starts to rise and then if I don't do it for about three or four days I start to think about drinking I start to think about drugs I start because I'm yeah. all my worries and all these things are all my hormones are unbalanced and everything is out of sync but when I do it all, it all comes back down. So it's it's just a there's no magic pill unless you're unless I've just seen in the paper this morning that they're giving a pill to people to lose weight. I'm like, oh come oh, on, honestly, <laughs> get out. Everything's like so gifted now. Just let's do some work. <laughs> I think that as well. But also, you know, you lose connection. You lose connection. You need to get outside. You need to exercise. You need yeah. to nature. 
just be to be human rather than stuck in here all the time, you know, just to connect to something other. But there is a pill that that will um, take everything away. You know, if there was, then I'd... I'd, I'd We'd have all had it at one point, wouldn't we? Well, we have been having, haven't we? <laughs> Alcohol. We've been down our Hacienda and stuff, but the... Um, but unfortunately, you've got to put a work. It's a, there's an element of of hard work. Yeah, consistency is the key to everything that I do. Doing it consistently, doing it. I'm going to say five times a week minimum. Doing the breath work, doing the cold water, doing meditation, doing exercise. You've got to move more, eat less, and eat the right things. If you do all those, everything else, your world just changes. It's just yeah, it really does. Is. And drink less. I mean, obviously, drink no alcohol. But if <laughs> you are struggling and you're finding you're fighting against it, and you've just got to know that if you can replace it, the more you replace yeah. it, less you need it. Because I know that's where my my Achilles heel is. I know it is absolutely alcohol, and and I don't sit here saying I'll, um, that I'm sober and I'll never drink again. And I say that I've put things in place of it, but yeah. I. Know once I, you know, I can have a few drinks from my mates, I know that then if I, the next night, if I do it again, if I do it again, everything that I've worked on falls down. Relationship, family, you know, and all the good work that I put into my body, this liver, this beautiful liver, I'm, I'm, uh, it's, I'm a work in progress. Um, but you've got to put the consistent work in and being sober is amazing. But on top of that, you've got to work at it. I believe you've got to, yeah, got to do the You're right. Yeah, it's, and it is about tipping that balance because not everybody can flick the switch and go. Oh, I'm sober from now. Yeah. A lot of people we work with are trying to find new ways or replace old habits. And I think you're right. Building new habits and making them the bigger part of your life is a really good way forward to reducing the habits that you don't want and you want to let go of. So I think, I think you're absolutely right with that hundred percent. But I, I think being sober helps you to do that, but mm -hmm. certainly it can be done the other way, build the habits and allow that to help you on your journey to getting sober. hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with. Do you have anything else you want to ask Lisa? No, does that mean you ran out of questions? No, I just no, no, I just no, I haven't. I haven't actually. I wanted to ask you, Sam, now if there's anything you wanted to add. That was what yeah, it was. that's I what I'd have asked. I didn't want to kind of bring we... it to a close if Lisa had a burning question because then oh, she'd gone, if I'd have had a burning question, do you really think it would be still inside me? No, no, absolutely not. She'd have said to me, just before you bring it to a close, Alex, I want to ask Sam this. So I'll ask you, is there anything that we haven't asked you that you could add or you want to add to tell people about? And and including your links and where they can find you as well, Sam, please. Well, I'll, I'll finish with it on those, but what I'm just going to say to everyone who's listening, that um, no matter where you are, what you are, you know, you just got to realise that you don't need, you do need, you need the support of the people around you, but everything starts with you. You're the answer. You know, you are limitless. You're beautiful in every single way. All your imperfections are perfect. Don't listen to all the noise outside. Have a few days break off social media, television every now and again. Um, and just realize that you can do it. If I can do it, anyone could do it. You are limitless. We're all connected. The race, color, religion, all that rubbish is just noise. 
we're all one, you know, we're all connected. And, and that's a, that's a big superpower we have, not listening to all that noise outside and realizing how amazing we are. There you go. And um, yeah, so links, we are www.thebreathconnection.org. We're on Instagram at thebreathconnection underscore org. We're on Facebook as well, The Breath Connection. I'm not sure exactly that one. Um, and yeah, we just, we're, we're out to help. We're here to serve. And if you need anything, drop us an inbox and we will we will get back to you and give you some advice and come and join us anytime and Lisa we'll see you on that retreat we've got two coming up so whichever one you want to come on you can just jump on okay well stay on afterwards um because I'll write the dates down and then I can see which one and we'll share your links in the description as well Sam thank you and Alex while you're, while you're on everyone Make her accountable. She's got to come. She's got to come. I, I will come. I am. I'm going to do. And I'm going to try and bring my husband along as well. And um, we do. Well, always, even if he doesn't come, I'll go. Even if he doesn't. Okay. All right. I'll go. Even if he doesn't. <laughs> we can't be blaming other people. You see, we've just got to <laughs> no, get. This. I will. I will go. I will definitely come. I want to come. I want to experience it. I'm a bit nervous, but I do want to experience it. Look after um, you. We always ask our guests a final question, and that is. Our motto is be brave, be kind, be sober. Which of those do you most relate to right now and why? Be kind, be kind. Um, be, be kind because it's our superhuman as, as humans. And that's what I tell my kids. Be kind and I say be compassionate. And I think we need to put people on pedestals that are like carers you know we get paid nothing nurses and doctors and people doing beautiful things rather than all this celebrity bullshit these are the people so being kind being in service that's why i say it love it thank you so much sam for coming on it's been really nice to get to know you a little bit more um and i'll definitely see you and miranda soon so thank you so will i by the way stay there (laughs) (laughs) bye 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 thank you so much for listening to our podcast today and don't forget to follow us or subscribe and of course share it with your friends to help spread the be sober love and get us further up in the charts If you want to find out more about the work we do or you want to join our amazing community here at Be Sober, you can find out more on our website, BeSoberOfficial.com. So until next time, be brave, be kind and and be sober. sober.